Hello everybody and welcome to season 2 episode 12 of the Charlie Chats Footy podcast with myself Charlie Casson. Thank you very very much for clicking on the episode. Thank you for downloading it. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for clicking play. Thank you for listening right now. It really does mean a lot. The reason I carry on making these is because you guys are listening and and you and you're enjoying them, which is, you know, amazing. Um and to everyone who's who's locked in, I really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, I hope, I hope everyone's doing well. Feels like everything's a little bit more positive the last couple of weeks. I know I've not been, uh, I know I've not put an episode out for a couple of weeks since Johnny's, but feels like, um, yeah, everything's everything feels a little bit more positive. Got the Euros coming up, fans back in stadium soon. You know, everything's starting to get back to a little bit of normality. So. Um, yeah, that's that's a bit of uh, positive positive uh, news to start the podcast. This is episode twelve. It is with actor Charlie Quirk. You'll know Charlie Quirk from Birds of a Feather. Uh, he's a massive West Ham fan, diehard Hammer. I play football with Charlie every fr- on a Friday down in Westway in West London. Um, he's a bit of a baller himself. Bit of a bit of an injury prone baller. He he'd be the sort of Who's a footballer that's always injured? Jack Wilshere. He is he is the Jack Wilshere of uh, Sunday League football. He won't, he won't like that I've said Sunday League because uh, I reckon he thinks he's a bit better than that. To be fair, he is a bit better than that. He's been on the books at Oxford. You'll hear, you'll hear about that on the podcast later on. Um, but yeah, massive hammer, diehard West Ham fan. Absolute pleasure to have him on. He's got some fantastic stories we chat about. Uh, his earliest memories, his first game, FA Cup finals with Ray Winston, what he's missed the most uh, during COVID about football um, and and how, how it isn't just the, the 90 minutes he's missing, he's missing everything that comes with that and he goes into great detail and I think it's a really, really special thing. A lot of people will be able to relate to this, not just West Ham fans. Um, I think it means a lot to all of us and the thing we're missing isn't just the game because we, we're, we're watching the games, we're watching the games on the telly but we're missing everything that comes with that, everything outside of the 90 minutes, the, the meeting up with your friends, the social side of it, the 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 drinking, the fun, the laughter, the travelling to the matches. This is all a part of our lives that has been taken away from us. And, you know, it's it's something that we usually look forward to and, and we love and we like yearn for and, and work for. And it's what a lot of our money goes on our hard-earned money so it's a special thing and then Charlie touches on it perfectly we chat about his, his favorite game the last ever game at Upton Park the the Winston Reid header and and all his memories and, and where it all began really uh so yeah it's a it's a great episode it was it was great to finally have Charlie on it's an absolute pleasure um I know there's going to be quite a fair few West Ham fans listening to this so welcome to the podcast if you haven't heard it before because we've not had a West Ham fan on yet but if you're not a West Ham fan, just like every single other episode on this podcast, if you love football, you will relate to every single episode. And you might learn something along the way too, like I have every time I record. So thank you once again for tuning in. This is a good one. Please share it if you like it. Check out the Patreon page. Put it on your Twitter. Put it on your Instagram. Tell your friend about it. Tell your dad about it. Tell your uncle about it. Tell your dog about it. Tell anyone about it. Tell your mum. Your mum will love this. And uh, enjoy, yeah, the next hour. This is Season 2, Episode 12 of the Charlie Chats Footy Podcast with Charlie Quirk. Enjoy. 
Charlie Quirk. How's it going, man? It's good, mate. It's nice to finally, uh, nice to see your beautiful face and actually have a chat. <laughs> good, Charlie. It's been in the pipeline for a while, me and you, this, isn't it? It has, it has, but lockdown and all that. We wanted to do it in person, me and Charlie, but um, we were going to do it down at Bardi's, weren't we? But, you know, lockdown I, stopped us. I think, the, I think we fancied a few pints, to be honest. I think that was the, the main reason for it and talk about football for a bit. But yeah, it's got in we the way. We did, we did. It would be rude not to start with. Um, with the top you're wearing, he's, he's rocking the old school Dr. Martin's West Ham away. No, top. And you can't see, but it has got the boss De Canio on the back uh, as well. When yeah, I see the Dr. Martin sponsor, that's the first name that comes into my head, De Canio. Yeah, mate. This is, I think this is from the season of the uh, scissor kick. It's the away kit. Um, actually, out of shot, I've got, I've got a signed photo of him doing that as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the scissor kick? Yeah, it's... Because obviously, I think what goes under the radar with that goal was actually Trevor Sinclair's ball to him. Oh, yeah. What That's, a knock. Yeah, it's another story. But yeah, mate, I've got this one, the old classic football shirts. Um, Do you know what? That was against, that volley, I think, was against Wimbledon, wasn't it? Could be. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, That's no. actually one of the ones I do yeah. remember. Wasn't it was it? against Wimbledon. And I've moved now. I live in southwest London. I literally live, like, literally a five minute walk to Plough Lane where the old Wimbledon ground was and I ran past it when I run past them I run I like look at it and go that's where the Canio scored the scissor kick yeah like, I'm standing by that because yeah. they built a new ground on top of it now so the new ground's there but yeah do you know what do you know what school. that might be something to get me south of the river to be honest um, what coming to have a few beers with me yeah, yeah, and standing <laughs> where scored that. But. Yeah, do it, mate. There's a monument outside, but it's not. It's not anything to do with the Canios to do when they won the FA Cup. And no. yeah, I can't tell my parents from South River I'll get in there. Mate, don't. Yeah. I honestly, bought them, my dad always said to me, Char- Charlie, whatever you do, yeah, you live in North London, shop in West London, go out in East London, and never yeah, ever yeah. go South London. Yeah. And here I am, sat in Wandsworth in my room. You couldn't be you. Further, further away from Barnet either. I know, mate. I know, man. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the opposite, mate. I'm actually moving to Stratford. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's where I was last year. I was in Hackney, Stoke Newington. So, like, I could oh, see, okay. I so could see the West Ham ground from my, um, literally walked down the canal in my house and you can see Hammers, Hammersdale. Yeah, mate. I've been looking at a few flats, which I can actually see it from, which I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, this season, it's a great thing, but... Obviously, I've been a West Ham fan a long time now, and it's sometimes it's once yeah. I leave, I want to forget about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at the moment. So, what are you said? You've been a West Ham fan a long time. What are yeah. your um, take us back to the beginning where it all began? Your earliest football memories that doesn't have to be West Ham, but but take us back to when you first, yeah. you know, you know came aware of football. It's quite an interesting one, to be honest. I actually, and I'm going to be honest with you, Charlie, because we're mates. Um, I wouldn't say I was a fan of Arsenal, but they were the first team I followed. But I've got a reason. Okay. My first game I ever went to was David Seaman's testimonial. Um, Highbury. Yeah, my dad and David go a long way back. Um, I went on the pitch and met all the players. And my dad's a massive West Ham fan. And I think he knew that that was maybe an error on his part. So for a few years, I think that, like I met met them all, David, Vieira, Petit, all that. I was just in awe of these giants. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think that was 2001. So I was not very good at number six. It might have been six, mm. six, seven. Um, but my first ever game, my old man told me, was actually at Watford. But I think he was invited, and I got I had to go with him. I was still in the push chair, so I think I was one. Right. But my first ever memories. Are you going like the earliest, earliest I can remember, or just? Yeah, the 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 moment the moment when you were like 
I know I what I, I know what this is. To be honest, all right, mate. To be honest, it was it was what I was an Arsenal follower, but I became a West Ham fan when my dad took me to the FA Cup final against Liverpool. Uh, what well, uh, in Cardiff? Yeah, and um, it was me, my dad, and we were Ray Winston as well. And I would just remember, mate, I was walking, so Ray's all suited and booted like that. And there's just people fighting, West Ham fans, Liverpool fighting in the street, just going at each other. Ray's in front, my dad's there, and I'm like sheepish behind my dad. And they all just start parting, like the Red Sea, all of them, just let really? Ray walk through. And um, I pull on my dad's coattails, I'm like, Dad, Dad, what, what does he do? He went, um, he's an actor. And he's West Ham. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the moment, mate. I think both went, <laughs> hang on, I'll be a West Ham fan and actor if that's the sort of response yeah. you get. But also, so you would have been what, nine or 10 at that final? That was 2006. Six, so I was, yeah. yeah, I was, I was, I was born in 94. I was 10. Yeah. 10, 10, 11. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's that's the age where, you know, like, you, you probably ain't even started high school yet. You really start to like, realize what it is and what it is to follow a team so i think that's fair enough do you know what i mean it does it can take a while sometimes to like grow yeah. into it and be like right this is what i want this is who i want to follow well that was that was a positive moment becoming a west ham fan right and i can tell you the opposite i remember i was following arsenal at the time a few years before and my dad's obviously a massive west ham fan and we're watching west ham arsenal on the telly and i think it ended up 3-2 west ham okay i can't remember how the scores went but I think, say, Arsenal were 2 0 up or 1 0 up. Goes 2 0. My dad's jumping, cheering. Yes. Goes 2 0. He's screaming in my face. And I'm getting a bit wound up at this point. And then I think Bobby Zamora scores the third. My dad doesn't cheer. He walks out the room. I'm like, what's going on? He goes and gets a West Ham shirt he's bought for me with Zamora on the back and hangs it over the telly. I just storm off and go to bed. <laughs> I, think he got, I think he got in trouble with my mum that night. But yeah, man, I would now wouldn't change. I absolutely love like like being supporting West Ham from the age of 10, 11, still quite young in it. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So I would not, I would not change it for the world, mate. I absolutely, um, adore it. I really yeah. do. So that was the turning point. That that FA Cup final was sort of when you fell in love with West Ham. Yeah, mate. I mean, obviously, didn't go the way we wanted because who's that fella? Um, I think he played a couple times for Liverpool. That's Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> um, he was knackered and just hit it as hard as he could. Imagine if we could do that, Charlie. You could just hit it from 40 yards and it goes top bins. What do you mean, imagine? I can. Yeah, no, you're right. You can. <laughs> not for 90 minutes. Not in the 90 <laughs> minute, you can't. Um, but me and my dad still blame um, Lionel Scaloni for it. He was our right back at the time, right? And it was extra time. And Liverpool uh, had to throw it back to us. So they threw it at him. All they had to do was move out of the way. They were going out for a goal kick. He's tried to stop it. He's hit his shin, bounced off. Someone's played it to Gerard and he's hit it. Oh, that's just before the goal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember that actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember man. for weeks after my dad just like he's making a cup of tea, he's just like Scaloni. <laughs> You're right, fucking Scaloni. All we have to do is move All right, dad. It's six years gone now. Like, there you go. But um, now that day, mate, was that's the first like spine tingling moments. Do yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the, the noise I've never heard roars of that from my own end, but also from the Liverpool as well. It was. It was it was it was terrifying yeah. in the most beautiful way. Do you know what I mean? Who who was your um as as you started supporting West Ham, who was the who was your hero, who's your like local hero and the one you'd have sort of 
looked up to when you went to games and stuff? I mean, for me, it was always, because of centre mid as well, it was always Scotty Parker. Mm. Um, sort of them sort of players, Scotty Parker, Joey Cole, um, and, and Mark Noble, to be honest. Uh, all three of them that could just just turn on a sixpence. And Scotty Parker had his own, like, the Parker turn, didn't he? Yeah, he just yeah, turned yeah. on himself. Always shirt tucked in as well. Yeah, he was he was class, man. I remember meeting him once in, like, the hallway or something. I just froze up, couldn't speak to him. But, yeah, probably for West Ham, they were sort of always my heroes. But I've also, and although he ended up being a bit of a snake, I've never seen anyone like Dimitri Payet. Yeah. To be honest, what he did and just got you off your feet, it was... It's hard to say now because I would love to see him in our team now, but I think he wouldn't mind being there. But um, yeah, the things he did, mate, were were pretty frightening. Mm. But my hero is, and as you know, we've met him a few times now, has always been Ian Wright. Oh, mate, don't. I met him when I was 11, I cried my eyes out in his arms. Really? Yeah, I met him at a charity do. <clears throat> did you tell, have you told him that in the pub? Yeah, and he, he remembered and he asked how my mum and dad are and stuff. And yeah, he, we, we actually speak. He's, he's, it, that was a lovely moment for my childhood, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they never say meet your heroes, and now we see them now and again enough beer. So it's I know, it's, mate. I'm true. It's weird. I, I couldn't believe it on my birthday when we was playing I football. You, yeah. Scored a hat trick, scored the winner, and then get bought a pint by Ian Wright at Barbie. Yeah, you were, you were like, that's, that's, that's Ian Wright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Ian, no, 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 no. Exactly what I did, but you were a grown man. I did it at the age of eleven. <laughs> oh, mate, that's that's a classic. Um, <sighs> so. Obviously, we're actors, and I like touching on this a little bit um, when I've got actors on. And one of the reasons I started this in the first place was because football and the arts mm. are never associated with each other. Like, there's there was times where, when I first started drama school, um, or like I was doing auditions, or whatever, and like I'd be embarrassed to say that, you know, when they ask you what are your hobbies or what what do you like doing when you don't act, I'd be embarrassed to say that I go football. And all that, and as I've got older and older and older, and I've like you know been on jobs or whatever, and you meet more and more people who go, oh, do you like football? And then you have that instant thing in common. I'm like, fucking hell, there are some die-hard football fans in yeah, our industry. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to obviously expand more on that. But for you, um, mm. do you feel like there's any any similarities at all between the two? If so, what are they? It's a good question. You know what? I think, I think the way that they are directly linked is, it is, a, it is beauty what you're creating and what you're watching. You know, what mm. I mean, especially the comparison between theatre and a live game. Mm. And you can also have that one actor, actress, one footballer, that does that little bit of magic mm. in that specific moment, which will change every run of the play, every minute of the play, every minute of the football match. That just makes you leaving the game or leaving the theatre or like leaving the cinema tingling yeah, very one true. thing they've done. So I think it's a creative, like, beauty of it, really. I think, like, they aren't too dissimilar when you strip them away. What mm. the, the sort of the feeling they give to the the people watching it. Do you know what I mean? I think... Do you feel like, as well, in obviously in this tough time and, well, not in this tough time, but before, before lockdown, before this happened, when we could go to games and stuff, and stuff do you feel like... Um, football and West Ham in particular is a release for you and it sort of, you know, good, helps your mental health to get away from the tough industry we're in at times? Um, absolutely, mate. Out of all of this, 
excuse me, the, the thing I miss most is not necessarily the 90 minutes in the stadium, mate. It's the, the travelling there with my old man. It's the two hours before having a few pints with him and his pals and then a few of my pals might come in. You've got all the different age ranges mm-hmm. from all the different eras and we always, we always had this thing the last three seasons. At two o'clock when the lineup comes out, um, my dad's best pal, his son, who was the youngest, he was about, I think he's 13, he'd always read the, line, read the lineup out. Just one of the little, like, traditions you have that sort of get built. Yeah. Um, and it's just being there with my old man. And obviously the football is, well, with West Ham, it's 50-50, good or bad. But it's everything else around it for me that I sort of miss. The banter, the travelling, and the, the talking about it. You watch a game on telly, yeah, you're talking about it after for 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Or maybe the next day with your mates, if, it, if one of them supports it. But with our journey home, because we used to live, I used to live at home, which was an hour and a half out of London. We'd read the, read the programmes, you know what I mean? And, mm. and talk about the game. But my dad, I know I keep mentioning my old man, but he's, a, he's an hero to me. But he'd always get an extra programme because you get the certificates when you've got a season ticket. And he'd always, at the end of the game, find a little kid leaving with their mum or dad that, that didn't have a programme and just give him it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a lovely touch. Yeah, it really stuck with me. He's, he's done it last couple of years since we get, he ain't paying for the programme since we get a free one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just like little things like that and the kids just smile and the parents say, I'll say thank you. Do you know what I mean? It's the, what's been lost with during COVID is, is the, the human touch that interaction. Quite, quite, quite literally. Yeah, with, with the interaction with strangers and the beauty of being alive and being human. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I miss, I miss the, I miss everything involved around the 90 minutes as well. The whole day, like you're like me, Charlie, you make a whole day out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even and it's the week, the week building up to it as well. Yeah. I've, I've had some away days, which they're a weekend. Yeah. And it's just, you can't, you can't beat it, mate. You really can't. It's, um, it's just a magical, magical thing. Mm. And the football becomes like secondary, like I said, really, to the memories of what you create around yeah. it, I yeah. think. Yeah. Did I answer the question? Or I, I... Yeah, no, it's great. Great answer, mate. It's like the memories, the me- it's the memories around it, but then also the stuff happens in the game. Say you scored a lot, say you went Newcastle away and scored a last minute winner or whatever. Mm. Yeah, you won the game in the last minute, and but the memories would be, you know, it wouldn't be, the match it would be what happened in the celebrations and after and where one, you know what I mean one million million percent like I remember um I think it was you know the last day of Upton Park when United we beat, yeah beat United 3-2 yeah Winston Reed Heather I it went mad mate was, and I've grabbed my dad and everyone's jangling like jumping at that I've looked around I can't find my old man He's in the row in front, like huddling like that. <laughs> I've just thrown him down. I think I've given him a dig to the eye by accident. He came up with a bloodshot eye, but <laughs> it was well worth it. And he, he agreed it was worth it. But I also had that at uh, West Ham Blackpool, the playoff final in 2012. That was... Vaz Tay. Yeah, I actually, connecting the two again, I had an audition for, I think it was in the house, you know, um, the Tracy Beaker spin-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe you shouldn't say it, it's probably unprofessional, but when we scored that goal, I'm not making my audition 35, 40 minutes later. No chance. I'm watching us lift 
just ripped up the script, mate, and went mad. You missed um, the audition? Yeah, missed it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, missed it. Yeah. Mate, do you know what? Do you know what? I respect that a lot. I, I respect mean, I that a lot. The Tracy Beaker part, anyway. I'm sure sure there was other parts. I respect that a lot. You'll, you'll get you'll get an audition, you know, the week after or a couple of weeks later. You, you aren't seeing West Ham lift the trophy at, at Wembley. Yeah, not for a long often, time. mate. Not yeah. often. Yeah. Um, yeah, grown men crying. It, I won't I can't miss I don't agree it. Yeah, no, I I respect that. I've got a huge respect that. I, I hope um I hope our uh, our agents aren't listening to this. Mm. Um I've I've got a uh, I've got a chip tooth to show for it. Uh, 2012, Burton and Albion away. We stayed up in League Two on the last day of the season. Let forward, scored like in a winner in the 75th minute. I've just, you know, the terraces, the thing you lean yeah. on with your arm. I've absolutely just conked it. I've got, I've still got my chip tooth there. Oh. So if anyone says it's only a little one, like you can't yeah, notice yeah. it. But if, if anyone talking, if I'm talking about it to someone, I go, you see that? Burton now being away, mate. Burton now being away. <laughs> like a battle scar. Exactly. I, I thought you were going to say you cracked it on a geezer's head in front. Nah, nah, nah. No, no. Nah, nah. Well, yeah, I know that is possible because I'm so tall, but. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that's not that like, like, it's like a war scar. Burton Albion away, mate. Yeah, yeah. Burton Albion, mate. Yeah, yeah World no. War One. Yeah, well, I'm Burton <laughs> Albion. Um, Burton you, met, you mentioned Upton Park. Yes, let's, mate. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, I've been to Upton Park a few times with my mate Ben. I went um, West Ham United there. I've been Palace away at West Ham with a few mates. Qu- quality ground. So, so good. Like one of the, you know, one of the last ones that was standing, which still had that mm. old school um, identity about it. Um, obviously, you're now in in Stratford. Um, what was what was what was your memories? What are your memories of Upton Park? Well, my first ever legal drink was was at the Bowling. Um, I was it was on my 18th birthday. It was a Tuesday night FA Cup against Wigan, uh, September the 23rd. I think it was on my birthday, or possibly around that week. And it was my dad and my uncle. And that was my first legal pint was in there, which is, for me, is the perfect place mm. to have it. Kind of sure we're 3-0 down at half-time and I'm pretty <laughs> sure we leave after 60 minutes. But it was still, it was still, um, yeah, mate, that ground, it was, it was everything about it. Like, we used to drink in the, the supporters' work and men's club. Just the characters, mate. You're so, at, at, at um, London Stadium, you're so detached from everyone. Do you know what I mean? Some people might be drinking up at the carpet and carpenters. We're at the cow. Oh yeah, the cow's everyone's, good. Yeah, everyone's split about, so you ain't got the the mixing of people. You're only with your little group, really, unless you bump into people downstairs. But Upton Park, mate, I'm so glad we got. We were there for a fair few seasons since I think we got season tickets again when Zola was in charge. Mm. So we saw a fair few managers, and uh, but but also some amazing players and some amazing moments. But Everyone you say, you speak to, like yourself, about Upton Park, it was one of everyone's a favourite away day or or if they're in the home end. It was just... Mm. My first ever game there was in the away end um, against Sunderland. I was sat with my Sunderland pal. Um, Junior Stanislas scored. See, they're coming back to me, the memories now, Charlie. Here they are, mate. Here they yeah. are. Don't knock yourself, Charlie. Yeah. But I had to sit on my hands and I, I think from that day on, I never went in the away end again. Um, really? Well, I went Chelsea away in the Chelsea end and that was awful because I was right by the West Ham fans. They were screaming and shouting at me. And I was like, I'm one of you. I ain't <laughs> one of these. But obviously now I sit in the... Um, when I go... Sometimes I'm in the Sheffield United end because I'm a pal. So sometimes after what... I'm going to go to the West Ham games and that before all this. But George? Uh, no, my mate Ollie plays for him. 
Oh, of course, yeah. Big, but, yeah, big number nine. Barney. Yeah, we got yeah. his little brother, haven't we? Zander. Is that, is Zander? Yeah, yeah, obviously Zander plays for Barnet, so it's, yeah. a, it's a family affair. We're all connected. He ain't getting a look but, in at the minute, though. No, nah, he's injured. He's injured. Oh, yeah, he's done his leg, isn't he? Yeah, he's only got little legs. I don't know if I can say that, but he's only got little legs. <laughs> I didn't get any muscle on him. Um, but, mate, Upton Park was... It was it is the old school idea of a fortress. It really mm. was. It was like you said, it was petrifying, wasn't it? What's the best game you've ever been to there? Was it the was it the United one? It ha- it has to be it has to be the United. Or or um when we played Everton. No, we played Liverpool in the cup and it went to penalties. No, we played Everton in the cup. He's mm. gone to penalties and Adrian's thrown off his gloves before he takes the winning kick. And you he, he went through? Yeah, so Adrian was taking the last kick against Joel Robles and he's lining up and he's ripped off his gloves, thrown them on the floor before he kicked it. And they asked him, they were like, why are you doing that? He was like, because I knew I wasn't going to miss. And that from a keeper. That's quality. And then he did a knee slide into the corner. So oh, That's quality to be Yeah, fair. if I didn't want to go with the basic one, the last ever game, but that was... That weren't really a game, mate. That was a whole. You couldn't write that. What happened? Like coming from behind and and getting a getting a winner like on mm. under the lights. You can't you can't write. I it, remember really. the, we had obviously that would be the best one because there was a big show at the end. You know what I mean? All the old players and black cabs on the pitch and fireworks and light display and people taking their seats and whatnot. But that was a really that was a really sad day, if I'm honest, as well. I've never seen such like like the game amazing. Like exactly what you said, how it ended. And the light show, but I've never seen so many grown men and women like leave a state, leaving their second home for a lot of them. Yeah, walking out of them turnstiles for the last time, looking back at the the gates and that. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite emotional, mate. To be honest, I'm especially not, to... more for the older the older generations. To be honest, Do you know what I mean, I think that's why a lot of them still can't come to terms with moving to Stratford. Yeah, that's going to be five this year. Five years since that game, that United game. It's it's gone quick. I don't know if we're we're going to speak, but I might not might not speak about Golden Sullivan. But we haven't. I know we're doing amazing this season. We really are, but we're not. We're not where we said they said we would be. Or having the yeah. Player. What what's it been like then? What's it been like the move and uh, <clears throat> has it been for the better or for the worse? You're asking me who's a, a man in his mid twenties, so. I can see the bigger picture. I can see the ground. I can see the tourism. I can see that there's more money would be going into that people coming to that stadium, right? Mm, yeah. But it's not. It's not a football stadium, Char. It's it's an athletics arena. Yeah. So there's no. Don't get me wrong. People say there's no atmosphere. If we're winning games, there would be a great atmosphere in there this season. If we were in mm. if we're winning games, people are happier. People are charming. It's. Do you know what I mean? It's simple maths. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's not the same. Uh, I can see why the old boys and that aren't happy with it, but it's it's one of them things where, like we were saying before, football ain't the same. The games, the games changed, um, mm. and you've got to change with it. And it's it is it is a, a business now, and a, a, if you look at it from a business point of view, it's a smarter decision. Yeah. But for the love of the game and, and the beauty and the soul, then. It was falling apart, but I think that was the beauty of Upton Park, really. Mm. Um, I, I do miss it. I do miss it, mate. But five years, mate. That, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah, wow. May, May, tw- May 2016. Wow. I was at United 
uh, West Ham uh, last season at the London Stadium. Um, it was a s- Saturday. Wasn't New Year's no, it was Day? Sunday. No, it weren't New Year's Day. It was October, October 2019. 2-0 you won. Cresswell and Yarmolenko. Cresswell scored a free, quick, free kick. Yeah. Um, I was in a box with my mate Ben, met Carlton Cole and all that, um, and had a few beers and stuff. And it was like, I got, I got the... I felt the buzz. I felt the buzz of like, you know, people have enjoying themselves and that, but it felt, and this isn't no disrespect to West Ham, but because I've been to Upton Park, it felt, the arena felt too large. Yeah, for, I think that's... For everyone there. It feels like West Ham, needs to be, it needs to be enclosed, close to the pitch. Yeah, that's what we're about. I think that probably is still a bit of underlying resentment that we've still gone, you know what I mean? And we're still owned by them upstairs, I think. Um, I think if it was owned again by a club and by owners that really care, but they're hard to come by now. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's true. I know they're West Ham boys, but it's not. It's Are you not. still um, Gold Sullivan out? I yeah. Mean, yeah, 100%. You have to be. Um, yeah, they're, they're putting money in, but our recruitment, our recruitment's been awful. Like They're only just talking now about the 49 strikers we've had under it. You know, that's how many strikers we've bought since we've had them. Yeah, ridiculous. And they've all gone on. They've all gone, haven't they? Hala, Hala being the last. Yeah, and that's why obviously we're looking at we're looking at some great strikers like Dia, Daka, even Alnasiri and stuff like that. But you never know. It's just it's like West Ham. Will they work? Mm. Will they work or or not? Like Big Mike's doing an amazing job up front, but like his hamstrings, you know, he ain't he can't play every game. He knows that. We know that. Mm. I remember when he first did that hammy, actually, it was like, I think it was the last game of the season against Swansea, running down the left wing, because he can only give 100% that fella, and that's why I absolutely adore him. And you could just see it ping, and you're like, that's gone. Yeah. Well, that's, oh. the, that's the thing with Antonio. You mentioned him, he's obviously having a cracking time, but like, he he is the only recognised striker, and if you go back, he started as a right-back. How many strikers have you had that played right-back for a fair few games? Do you know what I mean? Mm. When we saw Tompkins to, to Palace. Um, yeah, it's mad that he's not even a striker. So we don't have, I think we, we've got a young kid, but we don't have a striker on the books. Yeah. yeah. But that's when, obviously, that's that weren't Moyes' decision to sell Haller. You yeah. know that owner's getting a quick 20 mil, which is. And the, the Aganga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was an odd one for me. I mean, we bought in Ben Rama, which is he's, he's still he not. He does look very good. His crosses are a bit odd. But I love players. He, do you know what, Charles? I said it to my dad. He's very similar to Felipe Anderson. He just gives a bit more effort. Mm. But the feet and that, and he's very, very technically the same. But I love players like that. I love watching. They get you off your seat, don't they? And he is. Yeah. He's a tricky. He's a tricky, tricky customer. Let's talk about someone who I think. Well, I don't think I know. You are. You absolutely love. Um, Declan Rice. Rice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> rice, Rice. I was actually, um, funny you say that, I was like a proper fangirl last night. I was on, um, it popped up on my Instagram saying Declan Rice is going live. So I watched it. Oh, mate, I absolutely love the fella. Is he, is he a long-term captain for the Hammers? Well, I mean, the answer is yes, if he stays. Um, he, he, will, he is the new Mark Noble. He's different uh, gravy, man. So I'm so good. glad other players, other teams, and other fans are starting to appreciate how good he is. Like my flatmate is, um, 
he's a, a Chelsea fan, uh, which is interesting, obviously. And he does, he really rates them as well. Whereas maybe a couple seasons ago, two seasons ago, people didn't. Uh, he, for me, mate, is unbelievable. But what, seems like such a good fella as well. Mm. He seems like such a nice, genuine dude. Mm. Um, mate, if he stays, which I don't think he will, and I, I don't want to say it too loud because you never know. Big Ricey might be listening to this child when it comes out. Who knows, mate? Who knows? But, but I mean, he. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. He's gonna stay with us forever. I'm putting it out there. He deserves to. He should do. But mate, what I'm not gonna say it. He's gonna stay with us forever. <laughs> no, he's, if he's got. If he wants to go to the next level, then he has to move. Mm. But Frank Lampard ain't gonna be there, mate. Mm. So. We've we've gotten to the end of the season at least, um, but what he can do, he started going forward a bit more with the ball. Yeah, I've noticed that, that as well. Goal, since that goal against, um, remember that cracker he scored? Was it Spurs? Did you did you, um, did you watch West Ham? Did you watch the West Brom game the other night? Of course. Yeah. Do you know when he like got it, he like charged and then like pinged it with his left, and it almost ro- rolled across the line. Mate, honestly, he's like getting into yeah. them positions. Open a free kick. Yeah. 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 He, um, he really has started going forward more. But I think because we've got such a settled 11 now, I know we only have Masawaku coming in now when he's back fit, but they all know what they're going to do. Cresswell, Cresswell has been unbelievable for us this season. Both and Sufal, both fullbacks. Mate, Sufal, five million. He's, he's so a, good. He's like Zabaleta reincarnated, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. But our teammate, now we've got those two, we've got Suchek, who is one of the most underrated players in the league, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, loves a potato salad. Loves it. Loves it. I love that. You know, I'm gonna go home and have a potato salad. <laughs> He's just. A, they did one for him at the ground, the training ground. Salad a la Suchek, it was. <laughs> yeah. Do you like listening to one of my best friends? Well, my best mate Ben is a West Ham fan. He's definitely gonna be listening to this. He loves. Yeah, I feel like I want to be pals with Ben. Yeah, Sam. you will be. You will be. He Especially asked me to. He asked me to ask you the question about Antonio. Um, but he's he's. Uh, He's huge. He retweets every week the West Ham alternative commentary. Do you listen to that? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh it's fucking God. brilliant. Oh my God, look at us. It's the Plymouth Messi. Go on, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's class. Oh it my is... God, I cannot believe we have just lost that game. Stupid right back. What is it? What is it he calls? Um... Oh, he calls Declan. He calls him like the Basmati Billy Bonds or something like that. And it is so good. It's just, and also because of our games, there are so many mistakes still we create. Look at us. We're going to win. Oh, fuck. It is a penalty. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, the Fulham one, mate, when Adamola Lookman chipped it. That alternative commentary, I could, I could watch all day. Really? Ah, I ain't seen that ah. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he laughs at the end, does he? Yeah, I do. I do watch them. It's. Um, it's so silly, but it is class that. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. Whoever set that up, fair play. Maybe I could get him on the podcast and he can do something, do something for us. Oh, the ge- Ben or this? this no, the geezer, whoever's done the alternative I, commentary. You know what? I feel, I hope that he's sort of like a Banksy character that you never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Where's you a mask or something? an intro done by him. We could maybe, we can maybe work that out mm. and get, get some people on it. But We can make it happen. Let's make it happen. I do, li- I do like them though. I do like oh. them. They are, they're just re- I saw a few before. It was like another club, and I was watching them. And then the West Ham one popped up. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, I'm glad we're glad we're involved as well. I doubt it's one geezer doing every game. 
yeah, there's probably a team behind it. Yeah, yeah, the alternative team. Do you you like England, right? You follow England in tournaments and that. Yeah. Club or country? If you had to have one, one taken away for the rest of your life. Oh. Oh, is that it? Oh, I thought it was like World Cup or Premier League. No, so I can. Oh, so 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 you only you can only have one for the rest of your life. But but let's let's use it at West Ham Premier League. You know, uh, England World Cup. See, that's difficult. I would go. I think I would I would go England World Cup because the scenes the scenes would be beautiful. Um, but but you... if it was one to watch for the rest of my life again. It would be West Ham because I'm I'm Irish as well, so I just have a crack with the Irish. Fair. So they... so so you'd pick England to win the World Cup, but if you could choose one to follow for the rest of your life, you'd you'd get rid of England. Yeah, I think that's that's good, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah, yeah. My way around it, quite. No, quite that's not fair. I'm just thinking now, though. West, the, the, also the scenes. Imagine the scenes in the cow if West Ham won the Prem. I think. Do you know what? I think that is so beyond my mind's thinking. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd be able to cope with it. I would, I'd be a mess. I'd be an absolute mess. I'd probably shave my head. I don't know why that's the first thing I'd do, but I'd probably just shave my head. I'd drink copious amounts. I'd cry. The thing you do when West, sorry, everyone, take this in. The first thing you would do if West Ham on the Prem would be to shave your head. I don't know why that's where my mind went to, but I think it would. I was trying to think the most ridiculous decision I could do without actual thinking about it. That would be a weird decision, actually. It would be very weird. I was going to say out here if West Ham win the league, I'll shave my head, but with my airline, I don't think that's smart. Let's do a bet. Let's do a thing now. If West Ham, yeah, if West Ham win the league in the next five years, so if West Ham win the league by. 24-25 season. Mm. You've got... And I'll tell you what, we'll get people to tweet it after they've listened. What is the, thi- what is the thing Charlie should do? So is it a tattoo on his, a West Ham tattoo on his head? Uh, I, can't, like, I would get the little hammers on there. Do you know what? It's a bit unfair, Charlie. I've listened to a few of your podcasts and I don't think... Yeah, no one. I've uh, never done this with anyone, to be fair. No, but I'm up for it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you went in for this, if you if you win the, I'll do it. If you win the next league in the next five years, mm. you have to get the person who scored the winning goal mm. tattooed on your ass. Yeah, all right. In big writing. Oh, it's like going across both cheeks. Let's hope it's rice. <laughs> then I could just put like some granules underneath. I'd love if it's Sufa- Vladimir Flusso. Imagine when you're like, imagine when you're a dad and your kids like, who's that? What's that on your? I wonder where we place the O of Sufau as well. (laughs) Or it could just be, you could leave out the O. Yeah. Be the like. Job done. (laughs) You know, I don't want to go into it, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, that's that's fair enough. If (laughs) if Vladimir Sufau is still there in five years, we're going to be able to pop him out of his wheelchair or Zimmer frame onto the pitch. He'll still run for ninety minutes though. (laughs) He'll still run. Who, who? So, cool. Ben, back on Ben now because um, obviously he's one of my best mates. So I've been with Sam a few times. I know he's he absolutely despises Tottenham. Who, for you, are your main for your your main rivals? See, 
this is where it's a weird one. I'm not answering any of your questions easily because the reason, another reason why I support West Ham is going back to my dad and that. My uncle, God rest his soul, was a massive, massive Tottenham fan. Okay, and my dad and him, obviously, as brothers and little brothers do, they argue. So my dad was, I think he was about seven or eight, and he was deciding what what team to support. And uh, he was like, right, obviously, we live in Hackney, so. Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham, they're the local ones, blah, 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 Leighton and that. He was like, well, I can't support Tottenham because I hate my brother. Do you know what I mean? I'm not doing that. But he was like, I can't support Arsenal because I don't hate him that much. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to get beat up more than it was. <laughs> and it was around 1966 when we won the World Cup. And uh, see, so well, it's, it's West Ham then. But the problem I have that with that now is, so my uncle and my two cousins and all my dad's side are Tottenham except me and my old man. So there is a big rivalry. One of my best pals, Harry, is a massive Tottenham fan. So when we beat him, I hammer him and I'll hammer every other Tottenham fan, but not my cousins. You know what I mean? Right. I have like family respect and they'll do the same. But the team I love beating most and I actually dislike more than Tottenham, probably because of my family, is Chelsea, mate. Mm. And I live with one, but oh, oh, I hate them. Really? Oh, I hate the fans. I think they're arrogant um stuck oh really i really don't like him char <laughs> really don't like him obviously millwall but it's sort of that was the old out in it yeah but i, I think chelsea. loads of people hate chelsea these days don't they i'm just i really really don't like them i think they've got i think they're nasty i'm really getting wound up here <laughs> i think they're nasty i don't like them but I, I told you i'm moving and um one of my mates sent me some flats around that way and I was like, I'm not, I can't. It was like right by the stadium. Went, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Also, I can't afford it. But another point. <laughs> but yeah, obviously Tottenham. Yeah, I do love beating Spurs, but I never. We, and vice versa, my cousins don't message me or my old man about it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. family's blood thicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, Chelsea. just because the family think, yeah, mate, yeah. That makes it even sweeter than that. You've got Rice having come from Chelsea. Yeah, and tell you what, so you know last season when obviously we were close to relegation and Yarmolenko came on and scored the winner against Chelsea. Um, that oh, was yeah, the, right at the end. Yeah, that was the day my flatmate, and I can hear him outside, that was the day my flatmate moved into my flat. Um, and he's a massive Chelsea fan. And obviously, he just moved in and he just he didn't say anything because he can't get angry because it's his first day of tennis. <laughs> he just stormed up into his bedroom. So that was even sweeter, mate. Yeah, Chelsea for me, man. But we'll see where what happens with Rice. But he's better than them. He's better than that. Mm. He's better than that. Yeah, no, Chelsea, he's, yeah. He's, he's starting for England for me all day long. But yeah, he's got to be in the hold. He's got to be in that holding row, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's such an engine, man. He's got. Uh, he's got a good. He's got a massive career ahead of him. Huge. I mean, he's played over hundred Premier League games, and he's he's so young. Is he twenty one? Yeah, but it, in interviews and that. Like, if they did a, a compilation of um, how many times he said, oh, that's the best day of my life, or that might be the best day ever, or whatever. And it's, it's about six or seven, like, when oh, I'm buzzing with that win, it's the best day. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Games, like the Tottenham ones, the Chelsea ones, when we stayed up, like all of them, it's... it's. I tell you what, last season, thank God we stayed up, was some games towards the end. There's nothing like being a West Ham fan. And you'll make Ben will agree, it's... it's the ups and downs, you never know what's going to happen that week. It's just the beauty of it, mate. We, mm. We've we've been through everything. 
everything. Do you know what I mean? So when you do get that win or even like the last minute draws or holding on now, which we're starting to do, not capitulate in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. I would never, I would not change it for any team in the world. It is true. Like I can never, you never look at a West Ham fixture and go, that's a dead on win. Do you know what I mean? It's so, un- it's so unpredictable. Yeah, mate. It's where we've got better this season is let's say, not say the lesser teams or small teams, the teams below us in the, in the table. Yeah. 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 You're grinding out results. Everyone's always said that, oh, Everyone, all the big six, whatever, always worry about playing West Ham because for some reason we turn up, always do. But it's always the teams like the Burnleys and the West Broms, West Broms which we've yeah. just scraped wins by, that we wouldn't have won last season. We would have maybe drawn or they would have scored in the last minute or one of them ones. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So Mo- Mo- Moyes is doing a good job, isn't he? He is. He He's really doing a good is. job. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this, but obviously, you know our power, James Joyce. Yeah, yeah. He bet me. Obviously, you've got to remember West Ham had a, a dire season last year, and it terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was all falling apart. The club, the owners, all sorts. And he said, "I bet you if you keep Moyes, you'll you'll finish top ten this season." I said, "He went. I'll, I'll give you a one on it. Hundred quid." I was like, "Yeah, all right." Because win win for me. I'd pay hundred quid for West Ham to finish top ten. Yeah. Um, but mate, every time we win, he goes top ten, lad, under the pound. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great impression of James yeah what, what? Um, yeah shout out Joyce love that boy um, yeah it's uh, mate we are doing we, it's he's doing like, bits he's doing bits it's unbel- it is and I actually the fact that he came back and he's and he has gone right we're doing it my way now I mean we've got four assistant coaches mm. it's really weird Nolan We've got Nolan, Piercy, Irvine. We've got two more. It's, and they're all like up in the stands. It looks like the Mafia. <laughs> like they're all in the headsets chatting, but it's working, you know. It is, it is working, mate. So I, we just got, we have to, we have to get a, a striker in. Um, I do think we need a left back in the summer, possibly a young one like a, like a De Silva from Brentford mm. or... I would have liked a Jamal Lewis that went to Newcastle or even a Brandon Williams sort of type. You know what I mean? You can mould after a few years when Cress is gone. Mm. I think we forget, I think we need we need to start getting a new keeper in in a couple of years because Fabianski's 35 now. Mm. Um, and he's he's been he's been a rock since mm. we bought him. An absolute rock. That was why we were in trouble last last season because of his injury, I think. And we had that Muppet in goal. Adrian. No, um, I think I've Randolph. No, I like Randolph. I deleted his name from my brain. Who was Spanish, it? Spanish keeper. He was absolutely. Oh my god! Um, oh. oh my god! He was awful. What's his name? He's the one who. There was a compilation of him just like going to punch things and just missing them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And have you seen the video? You played Oxford away in the cup. Um, yeah. Oh fucking hell! What's his name? You, you get on the Google, mate. I'm going to type in West Ham shit keeper. That should well, be a few. Not old. Uh, if uh, McClough goes in there, then delete Roberto. it. Roberto. Roberto. Oh, my God. Awful. Awful. He was terrible. Yeah, he was awful. He, um, I, I don't know where There he, he is. Oh, he looked, he looked good. Have, he you looked... Seen, have you seen the highlights of Oxford away? Nah, I haven't. You probably have. You probably have at the time. I'll send you them after just to remind you. Right. It's some of the worst goalkeepers. There's, there's a few where he literally, he just stands there and watches them go past. Was it Oxford start... United? 
Yeah, yeah. I think they beat you like five two or something. You played your kids. Yeah, um, one of the old clubs that you know, Char. What? Oxford United was on the books for. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember playing there in a charity game, and I absolutely, like, absolutely clattered the chairman at the time. Um, and he went, "All right, Char, it's the only one." He said, "You get one." I was like, oh. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> not, yeah, not with that left peg anymore, though, with that left ankle of yours. Mate, I know. Old chocolate ankle's over here. I know. I know. Melting before your eyes. And Wilshire, I'll be back. Probably not a great comparison, to be honest. Yeah, no. What <laughs> injury <laughs> pro? Injury pro Wilshire. Yeah, he's, he's gone Bournemouth now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'll give I'll give him a text. I'll give Bournemouth a text. See if they'll take me on for a bit. <laughs> see, see if they'll take anyone at the moment. Let's um let's let's wrap it up then with this last question. Yeah. That I ask everyone. Um I think you've been thinking about this. Yeah. If you could play a footballer in a biopic of their life to go on the screens worldwide, mm. who are you playing and why? So I'm gonna answer it like Ben Tavasoli did. Cause he picked someone he wanted to play and then picked someone he looked like. So is that what Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Who did right. he he pick? Ben Rama, didn't he? Looked it, like Ben Rama. It's, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. uncanny. It's uncanny. Yeah. Mate, so I actually did think about this. And the players I'd want to play, regardless of type, would be... And I, I thought about last night, and they're three very, very similar characters. I went Paul Merson, mm. Gaza, or Razor Ruddock. Just because if you make that into a film, their lives... Yeah. It's really... like They've been through a lot. Yeah. But also amazing, comedic, funny, beautiful people to be around. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so I was looking at the bigger picture, Charles, looking at the actual how the film would do. Very um, nice, like that. Yeah, so I'd probably go with out of those. You can't pick those three, obviously Gaza. But if you if you had to pick one, I think I'd go Razor, mate. <laughs> I know. No, you have to, no. you'd, have to, you'd have to pile on some pounds for the. Yeah, no, I think I'd go. I'd go Gaza or Merce, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Especially Merce, how he's come out the other end. I think Merson would be a great, great film. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would raise a lot of awareness and what he's done and played once with him, actually. Set me up for a goal. Mary is name dropping again. Pick it up. <laughs> right, Paul, how are you, mate? Yeah, let's go uh, have that beer after COVID. Let's go. <laughs> Paul? Paul? <laughs> but, yeah, if it was someone I looked like... I can't even wait. Let me see if I can guess. Do I know them? I've, I've had... I've been called, the, I wrote them down. I've been called two players' names before. I had to Google one. I weren't sure who he was. Do I know any of them? You know every footballer under the sun, Charles. So yeah, true. Yeah, one uh, one place for Arsenal. Tierney? No, nah, I'll take that. No, nah, I got Callum Chambers quite a lot when I used to have oh, a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Or Ryan Manning, I got called from QPR. See, you got me there. Ryan yeah, Manning. And, and then a younger Shane Long. Any Irish player who's got brown hair and a beard, apparently. Let me see Ryan Manning. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well a, a biopic of Ryan Manning will do, but uh, no. I, oh, he's Irish as well. No, who said that? Sure. I think Callum Chambers is is the face. Nothing like him. Right, like Manning. I think Callum Chambers is probably the most, the closest one. Yeah, Chambers. Although, let me have a look at. Because I'm sure there's a Tierney pick. Maybe if I shave my beard and look like a 14-year-old again. I reckon Tierney. I, do you know what? I'd actually love to play him because he seems like a top fella. You see, Ryan, whoever said Ryan Manning, that is an awful shot. 
Let's Google him. Is it it's a stinker, is it? It's yeah, it don't it looks nothing like you. It's like it's like saying I look like Frank Lampard. Yeah, I mean, whoever said that really must think I'm good looking. I'm going Chambers or Tierney with, with the beard, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, do you know or, what? Arsenal, clearly. Or if we're going West Ham, you could do you could actually do Sufa. You're taking the piss, yeah. No, you could do Sufa. If you, if you, if you, I love him, but have you seen his nose? He could smoke in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible from you. Yeah, no, to be fair, I'm coming out of this. If I could <laughs> physically storm out the room, I would. All right. So, so we go. We're going casting. We're going chambers. Hang on, this ain't fair, right? Ben got Mares, got got Ben Rama. I've been given Sue Fowl from you. <laughs> this is a joke. I'll I'll, I'll do a little pick stitch after and put your faces together and we'll get a vote. Well, I've got a bone to pick with you because you, I don't know, you know that photo of the four fellas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The meme meme that's going around. The meme that's going around. You out of the blue stitched my face onto it, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I did like it. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it, but yeah. Clobber's right up your street. It it is. They're a bit bigger than me. I I, (laughs) I clearly had suit steroids and tattoos though, so I might might give it a go. Summer 21. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to do an edit of the photo, man. I'm going to get you next to Sufal and see what he's saying. That one, honestly, is horrible from you. <laughs> That's really hurt me feelings. It's really hurt me feelings. We'll see what the people, let the people decide. Let the people decide. I prefer Chambers, but... Yeah, he's a, he's a bit more of a baller than you. Though. Chambers? Yeah. You know when I used to be a betting man and he was on loan at Southampton and playing CDM? It was it was easy money putting him on the getting yellow. Really? Easy. Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of Chambers. Um, made me a few, couple quid. There we go. What a way to end. Thank you, Callum Chambers. Nice one, Charlie, mate. Thank you so much for jumping on. Really, really appreciate it. It was good to have you on. Had a, had a mate, good laugh. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for, for letting me get involved and, and talk shit. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Pie and mash soon, Char. Me and you. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.